0: Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard and all the things they do like a many-eyed beast that watches Blizzard and all the things they do. It's pretty simple. Hi, I'm your host, Matt Rossi. Uh, With me this week are two amazing co-hosts. Neither of them have bit by radioactive spiders, to my knowledge, but um, if they have, they'll let you know later, I suppose. Or maybe they won't, so their secret identities won't be ruined. I think that's how that works. Uh, Anyway, um, I usually introduce I'm not just going to switch it up and go straight to Anne. Uh, Anne, what have you been up to this weekend?
1: I haven't been bitten by a radioactive spider.
0: Well, that's not suspicious at all.
1: I've been stung by a scorpion before, though. That was, was that, unpleasant.
0: Well, we, you live out in the middle of nowhere, so it might have been radioactive.
1: Might have been. I don't know. Mill tailings were kind of prevalent, but that was mostly in the valley. So I don't think that it was actually radioactive.
0: Well, let, let's know It us not give me any superpowers. Scorp- it just gave me hives. So... Right. <laughs> Perhaps you now have the superpower to grow hives at will. I don't know. (laughs) No one would want that.
1: Anyway, uh, what have I been up to you? Playing the game, mostly. I'm leveling alt number five. Five. Five through Legion, because... What's this one? Huh?
0: Which one is this? Uh,
1: This one is another druid, because... I'm
0: the last person to criticize you on that, so okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have... I, I don't know why, just for whatever reason. Right when I think that I'm done with everything... I get bitten by the bug again also um, I'm exalted with nightfall now and I'm about three quarters of the way through the quest chain at the end of it and I'm probably going to finish that up in the next day or so here um, with the whole insurrection whatever storyline that comes after you hit exalted um, I I love Seramar. <laughs> I never want to leave it I'm gonna hate leaving it because it's so good. Like it just keeps getting better. I I keep thinking that at some point it's gonna stop being good, and it has yet to do that. And I feel like the whole thing is gonna be done and over with before it stops being good, which is great on the one hand because that means that I'm gonna thoroughly enjoy the whole thing and not be annoyed with it at all. But on the other hand, it means that it's gonna end, and it's this thing that I really love and. I'm going to hate to say goodbye to it. You know what I mean?
0: I understand. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we should probably loop Alex in just because he's been patiently waiting. Yes. Uh, Alex, what have you been up to this Hello. week?
2: Um, well, Horizon Zero Dawn launched last night. Uh, okay, I'm very yeah. tired now because I stayed up all night playing it and I shouldn't have. And uh, that's
0: probably what I'm going to be doing with my spare time for the next. Are, are you having fun
1: being Robot Dinosaur Hunter?
0: That game is yes. beautiful looking. I mean, I've, just, I've seen screenshots from it. And it's utterly gorgeous.
2: It's, it's like, gorgeous and amazing. I like, mean, I can go ahead. It's like
1: Thunder the
0: Barbarian, isn't it? I don't know. What that <laughs> is. It is a post. It's a post. Really it's a old post. post yeah. Robot apocalypse game where you're basically reduced to Stone Age and Thunder the Barbarian. Kind of. Yeah. It's What's like the opening of Thunder the Barbarian. The
1: whole the whole premise of the cartoon is that there was this big cataclysmic something or other meteor hit the planet, and then it all went primal and all of the jungle and things like that, it's all got skyscrapers and stuff underneath it. Yeah, and then...
2: It's definitely like that. It's like post-post-apocalyptic and that, like, the world ended, but that's fine. It's good now. They have different new societies. It's... its, it's Some of it is Stone age and I'm starting to, like, as you get further into the game, you see more of the world. So, like, they start yeah. you out with, like, just... Aloy, Aloy's protagonist, like you see her tribe and it's very, um, it's kind of like a blend of like Native American and, and Viking in a way kind of, or like Celtic maybe? Neat. I don't know. But it's very tribal and then you start learning more and then you go, oh, there, here's this dude who's wearing like almost medieval armor. Where's he from? And he's from like a different kingdom in this area. It's like, oh, that dude's wearing like desert robes. He must not be from here either. I wonder what he's from. You go talk to him and then there's like desert people somewhere and yeah it's it's very cool it's not just all one thing um and then they kind of start (laughs) unfurling that as you go
1: now what i want to know because my brother had this question because he saw commercials for this game he said is this like a survival game or what kind of game is it I think it's
0: more of an rpg isn't it is it
2: it's, it's it's like an action adventure rpg leaning more on the action than the rpg okay so, like, so it's get, kind of Mass you, Effecty. Kind of. You get gear, and you can modify that gear and put upgrades in it, and you level up, and you can buy skills and all that kind of thing. But it seems like... Is there crafting? Yes, but it's very simple crafting. Okay. Um, it's like, okay, well, I need, like, if I want to upgrade my ammo capacity, I need, like... A turkey bone or something, so you go I I have saw, to go hunt a turkey and take its I bone. I saw
0: one one video where the guy was talking about how one of the tips he gave was that kill every animal you run across at first because yes. you need various animal parts to make health potions. Absolutely, and you're definitely gonna want health potions. So. So this kill.
1: sounds more like kind of like a, a Dragon Age Inquisition situation.
2: Kind or... of, except it's it's less. Rel- there you do have like stats, and your weapons have stats and stuff, but it's less reliant on those stats and more on your ability to hunt things properly okay so you don't it you looks don't, like a really
1: cool it, game i mean it looked like a cool game from the first trailer that they showed way back at whatever e3 that was but
2: yeah it's really good it, it has it definitely has those rpg elements but it's more about your personal execution than do you have enough dps on your bow and arrow kind of thing
0: that's kind of neat all righty well um a lot of stuff going on this week with blizzard one of the things we should probably talk about first is the new hearthstone expansion um I don't play Hearthstone, so I'm probably not the best person to talk about it, but it is involved. It is basically set in one of my play favorite Warcraft areas, um, Un'Goro, because dinosaurs. And, may, you know, may I complain about something? Go ahead.
2: Today? Sure. Go ahead. So I jumped into Hearthstone for the first time since before Mean Streets of Gadgetzan. Like today, I was like, Un'Goro looks pretty I cool. I like how you and,
1: asked if you could complain. As as if, yeah. we could like, we're going to stop you. <laughs> yeah, as if we so could. Like,
2: <laughs> like, Un'Goro looks pretty cool. Maybe I'll play it. Um, There was a new patch today. I'm going to go in game and kind of see what that's all about. And I'm going to whatever. So I open Hearthstone. I'm ready to just like look at my card collection, figure out where to start. And the innkeeper fella pops up. He's like, hey, welcome back. You haven't been here for a while. So I'm going to make you fight these guys over here real quick. And I was like, wait, what? And it opens up this screen where it makes me want to do like versus AI matches against like three of the characters or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. So I look for the X to close the window. There's no X. I have to do it. They won't even let me look at my card collection. like, I, Because I haven't played in so long, it's forcing me to do this versus AI stuff when I just want to like poke around at the new patch. I didn't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I just wanted to play the game. So I closed Hearthstone, and the chances of me returning this expansion are now zero because it it's over. The moment passed. They ruined it.
1: That's unfortunate. Why would they make you do that? I don't understand. I don't know. Is it just because oh, hey, there's been hey. a certain amount of changes, so maybe we want you to familiarize yourself
0: before you do anything weird with your cards. If you I don't are, know,
2: but... Uh, if, if you're listening to talking... this now,
0: like, just let me give quickly. If you're listening to this now and you know a way to close that, please let us know, like if you're in the comments and you're listening, because that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was talking My wife to uh,
2: Anna in our chat, and Anna said, you know, after she hadn't played for a while, she jumped back in and it made her do that too. And after you get past that, you get a specific quest to play specific cards or something and until you complete that quest the game doesn't start like you getting new daily quests <gasps> what the, the heck?
0: heck that's not good blizzard what? if you're listening don't do that like so, un- undo that whatever that is get rid of it
2: i almost came back for the new expansion but i'm not you're welcome blizzard, i guess i don't know what that was about
1: Slowpoke in the chat channel says it may have to do with their new quote unquote only this year's card packs are legal thing
2: but that didn't have anything to do with it it's just like you haven't played in a while so fight these guys first like huh. there was a penalty for not having played it didn't well I don't, it supposed, I don't think that it's supposed
1: i don't think that it was mentioned. meant as a penalty i imagine what they were doing was they put that into place so that you know people coming back in they could get a feel for all of the changes that had taken place and how to play the game in the wake of all of these changes before they started going into their card deck and inadvertently like deleting cards or not deleting I mean, what do you call it disenchanting copy- them or is that what
2: you call it, should, it? yeah i mean it just, just, just feels like hey you haven't played in a while would you like to learn about what's changed and i'd say okay yeah or i would come back later and be like tell me what's happened you know but i just wanted to open the game and look at my card collection and look at the new patch and see what was going on but instead i have this like gate i have to unlock first <laughs> Well, yeah,
0: that seems a little bit excessive. But
2: all of I'm that As bad as
0: that sounds, we should probably talk about Journey to Un'Goro anyway.
2: Uh, yeah, all of that said, the reason I was like, hmm, maybe I'll play again is mostly because Elise Starseeker was in the Un'Goro animation with the, the trailer. Junior Explorer Scouts, which was awesome. So that's all I've got.
1: Uh, I personally, I like the sound of these quest cards that they're putting in, they're implementing... Where you get a card that has a quest on it, and if you complete the quest during the game, then you get something really cool out of it. But they're hard to do. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy, like...
2: Yeah, it's it's funny, because Heroes of the Storm kind of did this. Yeah? As well, um, some heroes have talents that are quests.
0: Yeah, where... Varian, Jarian does it. I noticed it when I got him. Yeah. Varian has, like, your first your first level talent. You have choice between two quests and an actual talent. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, it's always for me. It was always I'm picking that talent because I ain't even trying in this quest thing.
2: Yeah. So it was like you. Can, yeah. Jana
0: had the same thing.
2: The talents were like, all right. Well, this one is a quest, so you don't get the full power benefit up front. You have to complete this specific task over the course of the game, and once you've completed it, then you get that power spike. So so oh, it's Hearthstone implementing the same thing here as the storm did basically
1: right but i like the idea of it because if you like the example one that they had was it was a quest where you had to summon seven death rattle minions over the course of one game and then the reward was a card amara warden of hope which is a super powerful card um crazy crazy powerful card um
2: it was like it's an 8 changes. 8
1: 8-8 Push, with the taunt. makes your
2: hero's health 40?
1: Yeah, it's she's an 8-8 with the taunt, and then she has a battle cry, and the battle cry sets your hero's health to 40, which is just crazy.
0: See, that would be they...
1: why it's so hard to complete these quests. But I like the fact that they're throwing these challenges in there. I think that's pretty cool, and it adds a different element to it.
0: I kind of think the adapt keyword thing is interesting, honestly. The fact that it just allows you to choose your upgrades for various minions, and it alters them in specific ways There's yeah like 10 10 possible adaptions because it'll be i mean the quest thing is cool but as you pointed out it's not exactly easy to do so you're gonna have to like with with the quest thing you're gonna basically have to alter and try a strategy to try and like pull off this thing whereas the adapt stuff is more just you know oh, i've got some minions but now the minions are like this so i i kind of it it feels a little bit like Mythics where you have the Mythics with the prefixes. I mean, the you know the various ways that you change the the dungeon. Yeah, it's kind of like that with the cards. So I I kind of like that. I think that's interesting. But that's not enough to tall. get me. The thing is, is that for me, I I am just terrible at Hearthstone. What I what I like to do is watch my wife play because she plays and she's good and that's great. And I'm just awful at it. So. For me, this will basically be, oh, when my wife's playing, I'll be watching her do this.
1: Well, I don't know. I think Ungaro looks pretty cool. And then, you know, if you're interested in picking up Journey to Ungaro, I believe that the pre-purchase is available now. Like, you can go pre-purchase it if you want to. And it's going to be available in April,
2: Um, I believe. They didn't specify when in April, just April. I couldn't tell you if the pre-order is live because Hearthstone won't let me look at the store in-game without first doing that thing.
1: Well, I've seen um, announcements from, okay. yeah, from Blizzard that said that you could pre-purchase it now. So, yeah, you can theoretically pre-purchase it now.
0: Yeah, that that's not good, Blizzard. You should not do that.
1: I, I'm wondering why they did. I mean, I guess I kind of get why they would do that, but the thing is, is like that would be handy for somebody who really legit hasn't played the game and hasn't followed anything that's been going on with the game since they stopped playing. But you write it's, about the game for a living, so you know everything that's yeah, going on.
2: It's just, <laughs> you just want to play. Tutorials are supposed to be optional. Like, if yeah. their idea is, oh, we're going to ease you back into the game, like, give me the option to do that. Don't block me out from accessing the game until I do this task you've given me. Like, yeah. I didn't show up to my job. <laughs> I opened <laughs> Hearthstone.
1: Come on. It just, it
0: it's, it's not,
1: not fun. Not fun, Blizzard. You know how you want to, like, make it fun? Yeah, that's not fun. Make it optional. Maybe so of,
0: speaking of something I know that Anne at least thinks is fun, um, we have a lot of speculation on possible new Overwatch hero, which, and I mean, you wrote the article I'm literally looking at right now, so I'm going to throw it to you, Anne. Uh, oh. What's the current state of this? Like, Do we, do we think that this 10-year-old is going to be a next Overwatch hero, or what are we what are we <laughs> Okay, thinking?
1: so I still don't think that Effie Oladilek is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I haven't heard anybody actually say it aloud, so um, I'm guessing here. Anyway, so Effie is the one whose photo came up, or picture came up with the interview, and that was, was it last week? Yeah. It was last week. Um, since then, there's been a change to the, the Nimbani map where there's evidence of an attack, and that also included, um, there was like a tweet that had that that announced that these OR OR fifteen defense units were destroyed in a confrontation with an unidentified assailant, and the the picture the picture that's shown on Twitter is it looks like they were just punched right into a wall right by something with a major fist like a Doom Fist I don't like know like the Doom Fist like the oh. Doom Fist maybe I don't know um and then people noticed that that on the new body map. Uh, this damage, this particular tableau in the artwork that's showing up on Twitter, it's reflected in game. Like, you go you go to that area of the map in the airport and it's wrecked. It's completely wrecked. And the Doomfist is missing. It's been taken off the payload. It's been shattered. Like, like the little housing thing that housed it has been shattered and the Doomfist is gone. I look
2: forward to escorting the very important broken glass to the, end of the map, <laughs> except the play the Nimbani
1: okay but the next thing that just showed up um and i think that was yesterday is it the 28th today?
0: yes today is the 28th
1: okay so it just showed up yesterday yesterday afternoon was another piece of artwork and it just says update genius grant recipient and new money local effie oladele posts curious image on her Hollywood channel declaring time to get to work and all it is is there's it looks like it, it's just a list. It's like a to-do list, and it says you are or O R fifteen chassis Brandford arm fusion driver miniature Tobelstein reactor paint. And there's like a series, a selection of paint colors that are really pretty. Um, and then it says uh, Axiom vocal processor, but that's crossed off. And she says got it. And then underneath it, it says Lucio O's, which I'm guessing she just wanted some
0: cereal. Um. <laughs> My, i just want to know favorite. what lucio o's are like you know are they marshmallow o's and like you there's, know some kind of yeah. stuff?
1: it's cereal there's, there's there's an upside down cereal
0: box in the top of the frame <laughs> no, yeah. no i know but he I'm, has so cereal kind of, i'm just saying are they like you know frosted lucky charms or are they more like no, they look like cheerios with green filling in
1: the middle. i,
2: I imagine they're like lime tricks
1: ew but no. anyway
2: or but, no fruit loops
1: Anyway, so what this seems to be indicating is that she is building something, just like she said she was going to build something. So I think if we do get a new hero out of this, what we're going to see is we're going to see the product of her design. And whatever it is, is probably going to be its own entity, considering that a lot of her work has been with AI. So artificial intelligence, which means that this thing is going to have the smarts to actually do stuff. So we're going to get a robot. I think we're going to get a robot. And then after we get the robot... That's when we're gonna see Doomfest show up.
2: My favorite thing I saw today was mm-hmm. so that that picture of Effie's like to do list.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, somebody erased everything on her list, so in, instead of it having the list of items, it said things to get, and they just wrote the word good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, get good.
1: Was it G U D?
2: G U D. Yes. Okay,
1: good. <laughs>
2: it doesn't translate vocally. But
1: yeah. So yeah, we don't have an official announcement as of yet, but they're still ramping up the teasing, and I have a feeling that probably in the next week or two we're going to see something on the PTR, um, or we're going to get some kind of developer update where he's like, hey, we're going to talk about this new hero, um, either that or we're going to get a new animated short, which would be even better. Um, I would be really cool about having a new animated short because it's been a while, you know sombra i think was was the last one yeah
0: Yeah, i think so sombra would have been the last one yeah
1: yeah that was the last one so uh this would be a cool place to start into the whole year two uh or season two of the overwatch animated shorts i'd be cool with that let's let's do that yeah let's hope
0: Also, um, we might as well mention this because it's still going until the 14th. Um, if you're trying to get the mount from uh, to Heroes of the Storm for your WoW character, or just in Heroes of the Storm the, for Azeroth event, that's still going until the 14th. Uh, so there's still like a whole spade of free Warcraft characters to play. So if you've never played before, you can totally play them.
1: You have until White Day. Get yeah. it done.
0: I also, don't know what White Day is, but you have two weeks
1: i explained white day to you when we were talking about whether or not there was going to be any more holiday stuff i said probably that whole chocolate thing that the voice lines that were datamined no it wasn't valentine's day it was a reference to white day (laughs) which is like reverse valentine's day in japan which is also where genji is from so his voice lines make sense um march 14th maybe look for something in overwatch that's what i'm saying i'm going to like put my money on that
0: but if you're doing you know, if you want to get that mount, you have the couple of weeks still to do it. Yeah. Um, and and I'm gonna say this because people have been complaining in the queue about it. Um, if you're doing this, don't feel like you have to actually go into Heroes of the Storm and be a good player and no. actually play against people. Get a friend, go versus AI and be as bad as you want. Really, that's that's how we did it. It worked fine. Uh you get the mount and it's it's much less pressure and you're not you're not inconveniencing anybody who wants to play heroes of the storm and be good at it. That's, Cause that's, I would have hated to have done that because you know, people, people were like actually trying to play and then I'd be Look, in there. I would...
1: loved what we did where we just made a group. We went in, we played versus the AI. There was nobody on the other end of that thing. Just a bunch of dumb robots. We put it all the way down on easy so that our pathetic selves were not challenged too much by this because this was a brand new game to a chunk of us. And By that, I mean, I think it was just you and me, Rossi, that hadn't
0: really played at all. Liz hadn't played it in a while, and you and I have almost never played it. Yeah,
1: but Liz had played it, though. That's the thing, is Liz had played it. I hadn't played it since Technical Alpha. Yeah,
0: and I hadn't played it. I had played it slightly. I think it was officially in beta when I played it, but still, yeah, it had many years. Right. So. So nobody's going to shame you
1: if you do it that way. That's how we did it. And it was a lot of fun. It was actually a lot of fun that way. We got to figure out what the difference heroes did. We got to figure out how to play the game, which, you know, I was still kind of shaky on because, again, I haven't played it since Technical Alpha. A lot of things have changed. Um, I, I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with playing against the AI. Oh,
0: it's, it works fine. It gets you to mount, and it doesn't inconvenience people who are, like, serious about playing the game. So Yeah, just get a yep. buddy.
1: I mean, games.
0: it's
2: much better playing versus AI than, I mean, when the event first started, there were a lot of stories of WoW players just queuing up for, like, ranked play and intentionally losing because they thought that was the fastest way to get their mount. Um, it's not the fastest way, and they're screwing over the people who actually wanted to play. Just go AI. It's it's yeah. easy. It's, it's super stress-free. easy. It doesn't bother and you, anybody.
0: And if, and if you decide you like it, you will have learned enough about how to play to start inching your way up. And if you decide you don't like it, you never have to do it again until the next promotion where you're like, oh, God, I have to play this. I
1: do like it, but I don't think that I'm going to dedicate any time to it. I just know that if they do do another promotion, I won't feel bad about having to play it because it's actually kind of fun. I like it.
0: It wasn't a bad game. I had fun time. No, I had Uh, a good time with it. At this point, though, I'm going to throw it over to Alex.
2: Sure. If you enjoy our show, uh, all of my whining included. You can check out CuriosityStream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. It's like Netflix for documentaries. Subscriptions are $2.99 for standard definition. You can go as higher, HD, mobile, whatever. But it starts at $2.99. Uh, it's all documentaries. It's whatever category you like. If I go to CuriosityStream right now, it's like, okay, I could choose a category. Technology, right off the bat, it recommends Human Face of Big Data, which is a documentary about how uh, our society's ability to gather so much data has helped us overcome a lot of challenges, but has introduced brand new ones. It, it's a deep dive into that. And that's just an example of what's over there. So it's blizzardwatch.com curiosity. Starts at $2.99. Check it out. It supports us. Thanks. And
0: yeah. actually, I still have to go now. Do you? Yes, because I have to tell people to send a podcast email. To-
1: yes. Tell them where to email.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, if you have any emails for the podcast, since that's what we're about to do, uh, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Um, please put blizzardwatch or the po- or just podcast in the uh, subject line. That way we know it's for this show and not for the other show that we do. And um, you know, try and keep them, you know, if, if you can keep them to, t- to tweet length, like, that's great. That's, you know, if you can't, we understand. But try and keep it as short as possible because Anne has to read these things. And after a while, it starts becoming her doing like a, an audio drama of the emails for the show. So we want to try and keep it just as, sh- as short as we possibly can. And now she will perform that audio drama for us.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> Give us your best dramatic voice.
1: Well, no.
0: <laughs> In a world.
1: In a world where Matt from Edinburgh, Texas emailed us. He said, Hello, watchers. I've been a listener for a few months now and thoroughly enjoy all the content you guys release. Thank you. My question concerns gearing in Legion. I took a hiatus from the game for several months and I'm just returning. I'm mostly a PvP player as I don't have time for organized PvE content and I don't have a group of players with which to do Mythic Plus dungeons or raiding. How can I go about gearing my character for PvP without doing either of these? Are world quests the only way or am SOL?
0: You can PvP yeah like gear is relatively unimportant in pvp like they adjust yeah. you based on your class every class has a what they call a i don't want to say a modifier but i can't remember what it's called it's a, effectively like a theme they they your character your class is just set at a certain level and don't gear, they call it a
2: pvp profile like the death knight pvp profile or whatever something
0: like that i forget what it's called but i know that it exists um, here's, Every class here's has the one. short of it matt pvp gear doesn't exist Really? Well, it does. It does exist. It but does. not it doesn't, it doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter.
0: You can it's go in with no PvP gear at all, and you'll be fine. Yeah, what happens is you basically, as your your gear's item level is added to your character's power, mm-hmm. and so as you have better gear, it, it adds to your power. But it's not like in the old days when you know I've got like you know to use a, an older expansion, I've got like five sixty gear. He's got five twenty gear. I'll rip his head off. Um, it isn't like that anymore. It's it's basically your class has a certain it has basically, like, they took mastery and made it, like, a whole thing. And then they, they boot, they act some of your classes, uh your gear adds some to it. And you do get gear. Like, you get marks of honor, and then you also get gear. Like, you can get gear in these chests at the end of a match. Yeah. And the gear has stats and works outside of PvP. And they don't have things like resilience anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. it just, you can use it outside of PvP, and then you can, you know... Use it in PvP and it just adds a little. It's really fine. You can just you can literally just go PvP and you'll get enough gear to do other stuff in the game if you want to.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry about gearing your character for PvP. All you need to worry about really is gearing your character, period. And you can do that through world quests, you can do that through LFR, you can do that through, if you go into the group finder, you can usually find people that are doing mythic dungeons if you really want to do some mythic dungeons, that kind of thing. I know my character, um, my main quote unquote that I have right now is at eight, I think my character's at like 868 or something like that. And that's just through world quests and then the occasional LFR
0: the occasional yeah, the gear,
2: mythic the gear you can get from solo world questing is actually pretty darn good
0: yeah it's not bad in, at all in 7.2 it's going to be the default is going to scale up to 860 yeah that's before it starts titan forging or more forging and all that
1: because it'll right? it'll roll yeah. for a bonus multiplier so sometimes yeah. it'll be higher than the eye level that's listed on the reward thing so i wouldn't worry about it too much
0: yeah if really. pvp is if all you want to do is pvp you absolutely can't gear through it. I've seen people standing around in PvP gear. It's it's quite easy to get. Not easy. You will have to actually do it, but it's not it's not a problem. I have you a couple have of remember. pieces
1: that I got just from doing because there are PvP world quests too that you can yeah. do. And I mean I've done those on a c I don't even PvP and I've done them on my character because hello. They give you marks of honor. You can use the marks of honor to buy those old gear sets for Transmog, which I like. So Yeah,
0: it's it's really nice. <laughs> there's an a issue. method
1: to my madness here. <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I, I think that pretty much covers that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, our next email is from Jimson. Know your horde. Nessing wary. Any relation? Do we think? I don't know. Anyway, he says, morning, fellas. Oh, yes. That's what uh,
2: the, the comment as in the queue and so forth is our Jagoda.
1: Oh. Okay, cool. Anyway, morning, fellas! In your opinion, who was, up to this point, the most successful old god? They all have unique achievements, although Nizoth may be a little harder to quantify since we haven't gotten much information on him. Also, do you believe Zalatath to be the remains of an old god by that name or a piece of one of the four known entities? Thanks, Jimson Uh,
0: I think Y'sharaj Y'sharaj, was the most powerful and even dead it's probably had the most effect on the planet that's that's the only reason why i would give
1: that answer is because but then then again i don't know if i can go with that because the thing is is that, okay you had yashuraj who was obviously the most powerful old god at the time of its death like when it when it was ripped out of the earth it was because they went after that one because it was the most powerful because it was the the, the biggest one with the biggest largest hold that kind of thing however in in separating Pandaria from the rest of the world, the Pandarin kind of isolated his effects, so they were just restricted to that one island that nobody really
0: knew was there for like ten thousand years or so. So See, I, but I, that's I was, true, but then you have what happened after it was found. Right. And it's had a pretty big effect ever since. Like right. he kind of jumped he jumped to the head of the line. As soon as Garage started using him as like, you know, juicing up his army. Okay, like We're still dealing argue with the effects.
1: I let me finish. I would say that because Yashiraj was isolated for so long, I wouldn't count him as at the top and I honestly I think at the top of that list would probably be Yogg-Saron because Yogg-Saron was the one that opened the way for everyone else to get into the Emerald Dream. Yogg-Saron was the one that affected Malagos and sent him Lulu crazy. Yogg-Saron had an incredible amount of effect on the Titan Keepers up north Um and I, I would say that he was probably the most powerful out of all of them just for those reasons.
0: I'm, I'm going to still go with Yasharaj because we've got the fact the second he, that the myths go down, you've got garage basically everything we've got from Warlords and Legion is because of Yasharaj. Um, the fact that Garash went nuts, the fact that he tried to make his, you know, super powerful, you know, new horde using old god juice.
1: OK, the... but I'm saying that Yasharaj was there was 10,000 years or so where no, there was over 10,000 years. It, Even well, there was not... an incredible period length of time where Yashiraj did absolutely nothing. And Except during did... that time period, Yogsaran was doing a heck of a lot more.
0: Except he wasn't doing nothing during that time period. He was basically putting, you know, Ra-Den into his total catatonic state when he discovered that you know the titans were dead it was it was you know the yasharaj's minions that took advantage of that it was i don't know i'm i'm not discounting what you're saying i just don't i'm i still would give it to yasharaj although again he's right about nizoth it's very hard to countify what nizoth has been doing because while i just i don't think that yasharaj
1: i mean he's talking what he said here the question here was who was the most successful and out of all of them, I think that Yogg-Saron had the biggest amount of effect.
0: Because, I mean, we're still dealing because... with
1: the Emerald Nightmare.
0: Yeah, but the Emerald Nightmare is as much Nazoth as it is Yogg-Saron. It I mean, is, but Nazoth wouldn't have door, had
1: access to it were it not for Yogg-Saron.
0: I, I know that they have that with the uh, tree in uh, Northrend, but I'm still not willing to accept that he wouldn't have had access without Yogg-Saron. It's just that he did. Chronicle. No, oh, I know it is. I'm it's not say- I'm,
1: Like he it, was the one, Fandral Staghel did the stuff and, and Yogg-Saron was the one that took advantage of that.
0: Yeah, obviously. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that I'm not willing to say that without him it wouldn't have happened. That you're, you're saying it's impossible that any other old god would have done it. And I'm not willing to accept that just yet. I don't think that don't, anyone else would. Because Yogg, he did
1: all of this stuff. Yogg also. Uh, is this going to turn chat...
0: into another of the Lore Watch episodes? <laughs> you nerds.
1: Look, I'm just saying, Faiku in the chat channel also says Yogg's is the most successful, especially with the Curse of Flesh. There's the other big thing that he did. Do we know that
0: he did that? Well,
2: yeah. We've talked about that before.
1: Yeah. He was the Here. one that put it in the Engine of the Makers. He Here's put like it in the Engine of the,
2: the Makers. And this is why the old gods aren't very interesting to me. (laughs) It's one of those things where Blizzard goes, okay, they've been around for thousands and thousands of years, and they did all these things. It's like, well, I wasn't there to see any of that happen. I don't really care. Like, oh, the curse of flesh, it's so... Well, I've always played a human. I've always seen them as fleshy meatbags in all the video games. Them being rock people actually sounds really stupid. So, I mean, if he did that, thank you. This is better. (laughs) Um... I wasn't there for any of that. It happened well, well before my time. It was never in the game. It was never even a factor. The old gods, for me, are just ugly things for us to kill. <laughs> they are the le- To me, personally, they are the least compelling villains in Warcraft, so none of them are more successful. They are loot pinatas. That's my At opinion.
0: At any rate, I think we can all establish that C'Thun is on the bottom.
1: Yeah, C'Thun didn't exactly do a whole heck of a lot. I mean,
0: he kind of did, because he did the War of the Shifting Sands. And he's managed to survive getting killed twice, which is pretty. Uh, he pretty got locked thing. behind a gate, though,
1: so he was yeah. again he was isolated. So his influence wasn't really as extensive as it could have been.
0: I, I still think we, you know his the point he made about Nazoth is accurate. We don't know enough about what Nazoth has been doing. We there's been hints about him being involved with those things underwater. Remember like Nagarek and all those guys, like that he's reaching up tentacles to destroy them. There's, we just don't know enough about what Nazoth is up to. And what like was he even conscious during all this? Or has he just now woken up? That's one of the things that we need to know more about before we can really put it. The itch-
1: implication seems to be that he is waking up now. But yeah. yeah. His
0: his dreams have been bad enough, so but yeah, you know, I I'm willing to give it to Yagsaranov and is off. I'm still kinda I, I still have feelings towards towards you, Sag, that I'm not gonna let go of, but <laughs> We could argue with this for like an hour and we have other things to talk about. Yep, we do. <laughs> anyway, next I don't evening. care what he
2: did to Rodden. I wasn't there for it. But
0: the Zalatath <laughs> the, the question that we didn't answer. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't. There's Zalatoth, rumors on both ends. Zalatath has a similar name to the weapon that Garrosh had that he got from Yashraj. Zalatoth, which was the corrupted image of Gorhal. Yeah. So it just might be a, old god we made a horrible thing naming convention <laughs> you <know? laughs> you know? knowing, here's, your, here's your horrible thing
2: knowing the old god aesthetic it's probably like a bug lady shoved into it and that's that
1: there was um, there there have been different theories on it one of the theories was that it was actually the remains of some unnamed old god another one of the theories was that it was a claw it was one of Yasharaj's claws that had just been made into a weapon
2: there are um, so many people I know who have a crush on this sword that I actually dagger, want Dagger. Dagger. You, they you have like an actual, actual what? nerd crush on this dagger. Why? So I because it's a sexy lady voice who whispers walk to Mitch. All the time.
0: Gross. Walk to Mitch. Mitch has a crush on it.
2: So because of how many people like want to hook up with their dagger, I <laughs> want it to be like a hideous bug creature in there so like finally i freed you my dagger wife and she's just like screeing in your face with like dripping venomous mandibles that's what i want
0: i think it probably is some sort of body part from an old god but it might be something else what we know about it for sure though is that it, it basically if you remember the um the the arms warrior artifact quest where you you fight the you know, I can't remember his name. It's like really hard to pronounce, Zakadz or something. There's two. There were two of those things sent after uh, Tyr and all those guys. One of whom got killed in the fight, and one of whom escaped down south to eventually what would become the Gorobashi area. And he's the one that he at one point corrupted the trolls and all this stuff. And that's how you know he that dagger got down there. That dagger is got. It's bad news. It is. It is really bad news. So who knows?
1: yeah i'm just a little bit disturbed that people have crushes on their weapon that's odd
0: if
2: blizzard didn't want that to happen they wouldn't have a sexy
1: well all right then
2: blizzard knew what they were doing
1: y'all enjoy your quality time with your knives um (laughs) our next email (laughs) is from wonderbolt who says greetings watchers two questions for you today we're gonna answer these one at a time okay uh First question: if high elves and blood elves are descended from night elves, are they all nocturnal or just night elves?
0: I don't even know if you'd say night elves are nocturnal so much as they're just good at getting around at night. Like they don't seem to really do a lot of sleeping. Yeah generally speaking. Blood elves and, and high elves definitely aren't they're they're big time into the sun. These are people who you know before the split would just go out and hang out in the sun just because it's great they like they like light and sunlight and talking about spring and summer and naming stuff like that yeah they they, they weren't nocturnal yeah they for being
2: fans of spring and summer their little uh, air, home zone what is it S- uh, silvermoon Moon
0: Kelthalas. city Kelthalas means high home
2: what, the, the, the 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 actual name of the zone where you start
0: eversong
2: eversong Everson. yeah it all looks autumnal yeah, for, yeah, being, because for them that's, being like spring and summer, it's like dude, it's well, fall. Look
0: around. That's that's actually kind of the point that they went from their spring and summer period to their autumn period. That's why they're blood elves now. Pay attention to the wheel your lawyer you just edited. I saw you edit.
2: Yeah, but I don't think like the zone. I don't know. Blood the elves trees...
1: are now in autumn.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't think. <laughs> like the trees don't change color according to my mood.
0: They do if you are magic. The whole place was well, set up with the whole place is
1: manufactured.
0: <laughs> a wizard did it fine. <laughs> a wizard did all of it. A lot yeah, well, of wizards did it. I
2: mean, I I'll think, concede uh, a in, wizard did it.
0: In all sincerity, I do think that's part of the game lore, is that when the Sunwell got taken out, everything started, like, the Eternal Forest started actually having a season again, and it started going into fall before they got the new Sunwell and stopped it. I do think that is actually lore, but at any rate, yeah. The... the The real thing that always got me is that the place is named Silvermoon. So clearly they named that just after they got there and they weren't done. They weren't like all the way not at Night Elves anymore. Because Silvermoon is a weird name.
1: Yeah. Okay, so a second question from Wonderbolt says, If I convert a token into Battle.net Balance, can I use that to purchase the actual expansions and games, like Overwatch? Or is it useful for in-game purchases only? Alex, you have an untold amount of Battle.net Balance. (laughs) So... (laughs) Maybe you can Um, answer this
2: one. I actually don't know for sure. I've never bought a full game with my Battle.net balance, but I would assume you can. Um, You can use it.
1: Can you use it on anything on the Battle.net shop?
2: I was about to say that I think you can, but I don't think you can buy like merchandise like t-shirts with it. So I don't know if you can buy games. Is it just digital products or is it physical products as well? I would guess it's all digital products, so okay. you can probably, I'm not promising because I haven't tried, you can probably buy like StarCraft 2 with your Battle.net balance if you just get digital, but if you want them to ship you a box, you can't use your Battle.net balance, I think.
1: Fascinating. I have no idea because I don't actually have a Battle.net balance, and when I buy yeah. something, I just use my credit card.
0: Same here. I don't actually have any money in there. Sorry.
1: Um. Okay. Wonderbolt. I'm sorry that doesn't really answer your question like completely, but at least it gives you an idea and we talked about it. So there's that. Uh, our next email is from Alessander who says, Hello, watchers. If I remember right, Sargeras knew that he needed powerful generals to lead his demon army and knew he could get them on Argus. It's a fragile tie at best, but if he's aware of any specs on a planet, it is surely his own planet and population and him being born from or, and being born from him, they are naturally superior, just a thought. I'm not sure what this is actually implying here. I'm assuming... But Sargeras is from Argus, and that's why he knew that, the people... Oh, the Argus. Chronicles. Okay, so Sargeras was was that's the world his, soul of Argus.
0: Essentially that he is Argus. Okay. But yeah, I maybe? I don't know. Um, I It's also possible he knew about them because he spanned the cosmos as numerous as the stars. Like... Agrimar knew about stuff going on on Draenor, despite the fact that he's not from Draenor, because Draenor doesn't have a world soul. Um, but he knew stuff was happening there, because he was traveling the cosmos looking for demons to kill. Sargeras at one point was traveling the cosmos looking for demons to kill. Presumably he ran into lots of people. If there was a planet full of people who were really good at magic, he might have run into them at some point. That's, Why know... doesn't Draenor have a world soul? I didn't say it to, uh, Because Draenor Chronicle
1: the... 2 says that it doesn't have a world soul.
2: Why not?
0: I don't know. Because it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> it, this planet never had a world soul. That's what they say. It's in. well, the, why in, does? Too. I mean, it has.
2: I doesn't make any sense. Okay. The world soul thing is absurd.
0: Some planets
1: have world souls, and they're going to grow up okay. and be titans. Some planets don't have world souls. It's just
0: worlds. The way the way it seems to have worked in Dranor's case is that instead of forming a world soul, the spirit energy that would have used been used to form the world soul went nuts and ran riot across the planet,
1: and made so, some really crazy plants.
0: So it's I mean a, it's basically the plant. The conditions were not right, and instead of getting a it's like if you think of it like eggs. You know, to not to get too. I grew up on a farm. Some some of those eggs got a rooster on them, and some of them didn't. That's that simple. I guess this egg is never going to hatch because no roosters. Uh,
2: I mean, I I guess my brain just filled in some gaps to make this world soul thing less absurd. And then I assumed if a life, if a planet had life, it had a world soul no and true. azeroth just had like a really rad world soul in the first
0: even, even the first chronicle said that not all planets have world souls even plans yeah life.
1: world souls are kind of a rare thing otherwise you know the universe would be crawling with titans and it was not um okay so thought number two Alun is the moon. Maybe she really is the moon, a moon at least one large enough to harbor life, like a Jupiter moon, perhaps. One who woke up and with the other Titans gone is working to protect their baby by nurturing us from trolls into elves and granting us a bit of power to help defend the world. Titans give life and souls, which she's good at. Pure speculation, but have a great week. Um, I don't think Alun is literally the moon. I I don't think that the moon has a world soul.
2: Yeah, it would be a moon or a moon soul. soul. A moon Moons so. are still
0: worlds and just worlds <laughs> orbiting other worlds, but I don't know. I mean Elune definitely seems to be a different kind of being. Like from what little we've seen of her in game, uh the the stuff we've seen in Legion in particular kind of implies that she's a different order of life and the whole light thing and using the tear of Alun on the the fragment from, you know, Illidan's favorite Naru basically implies heavily that she's involved with the Naru and may have created them. Certainly that's an implication, but it doesn't it doesn't seem as much as they're using the tear of the loon as one of the Titan pillars of creation and the Titan thing. There's a there's a connection of some kind, and I don't know what it is, but it doesn't seem as simple as a loon is a moon or a moon with a world soul or a Titan or anything like that. What's that line from
2: Avatar? My girlfriend became
0: the moon. I don't know. I haven't watched Avatar. You should.
1: Wait, isn't that the one with the blue cat people?
0: No, he means a different one.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <People> are- <laughs> <People> are- <laughs> You're talking about the cartoon show, huh?
2: The cartoon, yes. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> that one I haven't watched. The Blue Cat people. Yes. You have to watch
2: it too. Oh God, what's wrong with you
1: people? I need to. I, I. It's just a matter of finding time and also finding a place where I can watch it. So.
0: Well, dude, have you read the Gormenghast trilogy? The what? Okay. You go find and read the Gormenghast trilogy, and I'll watch your cartoon.
2: Okay. I won't, but I'll. I'll say I did. I know.
1: Right. So, uh, we've got one email left here. Let's go ahead and get to that. This one is from Senira Senira of Kel'Thuzad, US, who says, Hey, watchers. Last podcast, Rossi talked about Thrall, quote-unquote, stealing our kill on Garrosh and Warlords. I've heard people complain about things like that pretty often, and it's been starting up again with Illidan, quote-unquote, stealing the kill on Gul'dan. Why do these kind of things bother people? Our characters are heroes, sure, but ultimately they're just nameless figures in the grand scheme of things. When I read the official lore, I don't want it to say that Garrosh was killed by heroes of the Horde and Alliance. I want to read that Thrall challenged him to a Macgora and defeated him. That's why I like it when important lore figures are present when we kill big baddies like Khadgar. Duratan and Grom for the Archemon fight, oh. or Tyrion for the Arthas fight. No, we did not kill Cadgar. He was just there. Sorry, I read that a little
0: funny. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Like
1: how, like how Cadgar, Duratan, and Grom were with us when we killed Archmond or Tyrion was with us when we killed Arthas. That's also why I sincerely hope Velen will be by our side to fight. Kill Jaden, and I hope he quote unquote steals our kill because Velen sure deserves to be the one to kill him thoughts thanks a lot and keep up being awesome senioria i'm if we're opposite. not
2: going to kill them we shouldn't get the opportunity to fight them
0: yeah i i if i do all the work and often we do it's not like in that fight in particular like the, the garage fight thrall thrall didn't even do anything in the garage fight then at the end he, they judge him and then when he goes and fights garage in the it's after i fought my way through a ton of guys to get to the guy and i was playing alliance I didn't even... It's not like Thrall was even there. When I got there to start the whole thing to go after Garrosh, Thrall wasn't even anywhere to be seen. It, it's just me and a couple of Draenei. Then I go in, do all this work, and suddenly Thrall swoops in. It's like, uh, yeah, thanks for showing up. Couldn't have maybe, like, done some earthquakes or something, like, soften these guys up for me, at least, if you're going to come swooping in? No, I was real busy in the back with my hammer. Had to get it the,
2: ready. Tyrion on the Arthas fight, like... You go, you fight Arthas, the first thing Tyrion does is get locked in a block of ice. You get the Lich King to, like, 1%, and Tyrion's like, alright, I'll help now, and he busts out of his ice block and gets the kill. Like,
0: bro! At least with Tyrion, though, he doesn't, like, he breaks the sword, but he doesn't actually kill Arthas. Arthas is, like, being grabbed by the sword, and you get to still punch him for a while. It's sort of at least cooperative in a way that the Thrall bit isn't. Yeah, but still it was like
2: you just sat in your ice block the whole fight and then you came in last second so you can go out there and say oh yeah I killed the lich king.
0: Cooldown on his ability to get out of that ice block is huge. That is a very long cooldown. That guy it took him quite I think it's a 10 minute fight. He, he stood there for 10 minutes. So if here's we're
2: my We're not going to get the kill on these things, don't let us fight them.
1: Here's here's my here's my issue with it. I think that it was totally appropriate that Thrall dealt with Garrosh because he began Garrosh's story. So he ends Garrosh's story from that perspective, like from a narrative perspective, that part totally makes sense. The part that doesn't make sense. And the reason that it feels kind of bad is that in that same narrative, you've spent all of this t- invested all of this time in doing all of these quests and putting all of this stuff together putting together the rebellion to take Garrosh down you go into the siege of Orgrimmar with you and your friends you, you know your heroes You you guys are the ones that are carrying out this siege you get to Garrosh Thrall is there you end up saving him by taking Garrosh down because he gets knocked silly so you've invested all of this stuff into taking care of this guy into hunting this guy down and making him pay for what he's done both to the horde and to the alliance because he did do terrible things to the horde he nearly tore the horde apart and then the alliance hello all we had to do is say theramore and you know what garrosh did there among many many other things so it feels like you want that retribution Because you're the one that's been working towards getting it after all of this time. So on the one hand, narratively speaking, it's a really good bookend, dovetail, whatever, that Thrall gets the beginning and the end of that story. But on the other hand, why did you spend all this time and all this effort and everything invested into hunting this guy down and taking him out when you didn't actually get to take him out?
0: And there's like you mentioned the Cadgar Duraton, and you didn't mention Urel by the way, and Urel's in that fight too. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Like I've done the Archimon fight, and I'm okay with them with that because they do stuff. Yeah, they they don't just stand there for like ten minutes and cop off an ice cube and break a sword. They actually do stuff. They help you out. I would have been fine with Thrall being the one to, to challenge Garrosh if they'd had Thrall there when I got there. And he'd be like, all right, I need you to help me get through these guys. When we get there, I'll challenge him to a Mac Gore He can't refuse. And that's how I'll we'll beat him. And I would have been, okay, that's the plan. Gotcha. But even
1: on the Horde side, that doesn't happen. Because on the no. Horde side, you're with Agra and you're with, yeah, you're with Agra, Agra and, and Durotan. Yeah. And, and okay. once you get to the gate, they're like, OK, go ahead and go inside and confront him. And then Thrall just sort of pops in out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, well, where were you, buddy?
0: This. Why yeah. weren't you
1: here? What were you off doing?
0: Yeah. If, if you make it, you want to give them the, you know, for lack of a better word, you want to give them the kill credit. Let them do something so that and, and make it so that my job is to make it so they can do that. Yeah. And then I don't feel like a jerk. You know, if you want to have Velen be the one that takes out Jaden, I am not going to argue with you that Velen has reasons here. I, and if I'm not- Velen
1: wants to ask us for help to get to that point so that he can take yeah. him down, heck yeah, I will help Velen what, every step of the way. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Don't,
0: have, don't literally have me go through this entire trade, fight everything, get to Jaden. Get through various phases of Kill Jaden. Finally, he's at like five percent, and Valen swoops in, just pops in, and says, "Thanks, guys." Punches him in the face, yeah.
1: and then it's over. That's
0: runs unsatisfying. In, he <laughs> <even> runs <laughs> it with a folding chair and just takes him out, McFoley style. It's chair. like no. He just comes in all John Cena. Yeah, yeah no, don't, no, <laughs> Valen. What? Do you hear the thunder, Kill Jaden? What's going on? My God, is that Valen's theme music? It's like for music sting. <laughs> it's not it isn't that the lore figure should never get to do anything that's not what we're saying it's just that if i spent like the amount of time i spent doing the whole the darkspear rebellion thing like setting that up you know getting disrespected to my face by by uh volgin while i did it i mean i was at the point where i like i was one of the people that did it on the beta when it was it was like he straight up said and i don't like you alliance i'm sitting here going i'm literally helping you like right now dial it back <laughs> you don't you do all that stuff you go through everything you you see anduin get smashed by the divine bell you you get to a certain point where if they just had thrall and Sorfang standing outside the room and thrall had been like okay you have to get us in there and you know that would have been one thing but having it be if thrall
1: had gone through like the entirety of the siege of Orgamar with us probably would have been okay but as it was we arrived and we fought through everything and we got to the end and he was already facing off with him
0: and then he just gets taken out stupidly easy yeah and
1: then yep. it's and then it's up to us and it's like okay cool it's up to us well like i said i don't think i would have had that much of a problem with what went down in the grand had thrall been with us at the onset of it and yeah you know had thrall said okay This guy is my responsibility. I did a terrible thing. I left him in charge of the horde. That was a bad decision. And I need to make up for my mistake. So I need your help to get to that point where I can take care of this. Will you help me? And then I would have been okay with it would have been perfectly I, fine with it at that point
0: there were like dozens of ways to narratively do it you could have made it so i would have been fine with it. like you could have totally set it up like he's got too many forces he's too strong if we try and force a confrontation here we're just going to have to fight the entire h- horde and we'll never be able to get through but i can met gora him we just have to get me in range just get me so i can yell it to him and then i'll take over that would have been fine the thing Anne said would have been fine Having him say, I'm going to help you guys from a distance, there's so many forces, I'm going to just take care of them with the elements, and when you get there, I'll use you as a distraction and I'll come in. That would have been fine.
1: I just, I wanted to hear him take a little bit of responsibility, and he never did.
0: Yeah, and that's why he currently is just standing around Dalaran going, I don't have my hammer anymore.
1: I don't have my hammer. The elements don't like me anymore. It's because you were the jerk, Thrall. Own up. Okay, Sorry uh scenario thank you for the question that was a good one <laughs> that wraps us up for emails and that also wraps us up for the show blizzard watch it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free
0: site experience all right, thank you very much, Anne. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Again, if you have a email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will be here next week.